Like, I'm not really 100% like, yo, you got this. You should be 100% satisfied. It's not quite, you know what I mean? I don't know what it is that, you know, is like, you know, I don't know what it is that is making me not, like, make me dissatisfied and make me not 100% satisfied, but I know there's something there. You, you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I know that yeah. there's, there's an element there that I don't have. And it sucks, bro, because I think that's what I always go back to in regards to, like, if I'm, like, if I'm feeling, if, if I'm having a bad day and I'm feeling fucked up, it goes back to, like, yo, what's that missing piece that I just don't know what it is? Welcome back to Be Great with Nate. In today's podcast, I'm bringing Muhammad here. Muhammad is a good friend of mine who actually helped me start Be Great with Nate in New York before the pandemic hit. In this podcast today, we're going to go over the feelings that the pandemic brought us, the emotions that brought us, the thoughts that it brought us, the traumas that we all went through during this pandemic with the looting, with the protests, with the killings, with, um, you know, just seeing the different sides of uh, of people and, and how people are taking the pandemic as far as some people agreeing to things, some people disagreeing to things. You have people that are racist, people non-racist. Then we have our emotions behind everything. How do you feel about this? How do you get through this? Is there hope? Is it something bigger out there for us to look forward to? So in this podcast, I really want to bring you an honest conversation with Mohammed and I. I want to bring this to you because about a couple weeks ago, I called to check up on him and I saw that he wasn't in the best of spirits, and I noticed that I wasn't in the best of spirits a week before I called him and told him how I got out of it and how to stay positive at all times. Remember, this podcast is all about becoming a better version of yourself. And my goal with today's podcast was to walk you through on how to become better, right? We all should be trying to strive to become better, but come on, let's let's be honest here. These last couple months have been really hard, especially in 2020. I'm 100% sure that this podcast will give you more of a positive outlook on how to get through this hard time. Thank you again for being here and enjoy the podcast. Hey brother, so what's been going on, man? We got to we got to catch up. Yeah, I know. Uh it's been I think since like like early February, the last time we we linked up, I, like so much has changed. Uh you were sending in New York, now you're in Cali, you know, that's yeah. why we're doing this virtual aspect. Um, and just everything, I'm actually very glad that we're having this call right now with just everything going on. And um, just with yesterday, uh, people aren't sure this is taking place uh, August 27th. So yesterday the NBA boycotted uh, and uh, went on strike, whatever the case may be. So just lots to discuss. So how are you though, man? I know, I know you got your program ready. You got your program I'm, up and running. Yeah, man, I'm good. So I, uh, as you said, in February, when we actually started to record our episodes for Be Great with Nate in the back yeah. of the gym's office, everything was going smooth. We had a whole game plan. And then life smacked us uh, with the pandemic and uh, hit Westchester, New York. And then I came to New York and we, uh, I mean, came to LA. And at first, bro, I got to be honest with you, when it first happened, I was in a dark place. Um, mm -hmm. I say I was here March, April, May. Uh, for, Mar for March, April, May, I was in a dark place. Um, mm -hmm. I just lost my job. I just lost uh, my routine. I lost my clients. I lost, for the most part, I lost my apartment. I lost my whole life, man. And then uh, I remember being on the couch and I was like, yo, I have a couple episodes of Be Great with Nate. And I got in contact with you and I was like, yo, what are the chances of the show doing good right now? And you were like, yo, tell you the truth. We only thought it was going to be like two weeks, this pandemic thing, a month right. tops. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, 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 so right, right. I remember asking you and I was like, what do you think? And you was like, Yo, it's a bad time. Nobody's listening to podcasts right now. <laughs> so, yo, we all going through it right now. <laughs> so I was like, yo, you know what? You're right because 
I, I, you know, nobody's driving to work no more. We spoke about that. Nobody's in the gym working out with podcasts in the ear, you know? So people weren't even going outside for walks. And so I said, damn, you know what? That's probably true. So what we, you know, I let it go for like another week. And I was like, you know what? I don't care if we get one listen, let's put it out. And right, right. we started to release the episodes and it went really well. And it, um, Which was the, the numbers move. weren't bad. Yeah, yeah the numbers weren't move, bad yeah. at all. Now, mm-hmm. I, I know it could be better when, you know, if it wasn't pandemic, but yeah. that gave me some type of motivation, some type of spark to mm-hmm. to pick pick things up in the whole pandemic of losing my job, location, friends, family members. Right. I can't see family members. So I just picked it up. And um, I've been getting th- things done and I, I'll check in with you here and there. We spoke on my birthday. Yeah. Um, we checked in a couple of times and I was like, yo, we got to get, we got to get this thing rolling again. And there were some things you were doing and there's some things I were doing and I think, you know, your experience is what you did over the pandemic. You can share with the audience in this podcast. Right. Same thing right. here. Um, and so they can pick some motivation up. Uh, we we, we got to talk about going back to school. What's going on with that? We got to talk about what's going on as far as like um, your thoughts on um, the pandemic itself, the movement like yeah. you spoke about. Um, so yeah. this is, I've, I've been good. I, I made a program, like you mentioned, um, yeah. a fat loss and nutrition program available online um, at dreamfitllc.com. You can go and get it. And that, that it took me two years to build that program. So I was able to finish yeah. that program up and edit everything and put it out. As you know, Ree's doing her thing with, uh, you know, Saved by the Bell, the reboot. And mm-hmm. she just got finished. She's filming now as we speak. So that's starting mm-hmm. to pick back up. But the crazy thing about the whole thing, bro, is that um, LA is not what it looks like on TV. Okay. Right. So what I mean is like when people, like they call me all the time asking like, am I okay? Uh, because yeah, people yeah, yeah. are dying here because of the pandemic. You know, I, and that is not going at all. If you come to LA, people are chilling. You know out, what I'm saying? Yeah, people out, chilling, people yeah, are out yeah, and about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between Los Angeles City and LA. California, LA yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah, got you, exactly. got you. Yeah, yeah. There's almost 40 million people that live in California. So if you mm-hmm. see our test higher right now than anybody else, obviously it's going to be high because there's 40 million yeah. people here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, um, California opened up early. We opened up in like yeah. May. We were good. I was hitting the gym. I was going to restaurants. I was doing everything. Yeah, I know. Of course, I, I saw it, bro. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> of course, like you, know, there was um, you know, there was rules, but yeah. I was able to hit the gym and everything. And then they shut California down for the second time. And now we've been more on a shutdown than we were before, and we've been sure, still yeah. shut down. So I see people over there in Jersey, New York able to go to gym facilities, go out to eat and things right, like that. Right. And we still shut down to this day, like a hundred percent shut down. There's no excuses. Right. So, um, you know, that was crazy within itself, man. But there's so many things we're going to talk about on this podcast mm-hmm. today. Um, as far as, um, you know, what we've been doing and, and, and things like that, man. But I think it was a good idea to get you on here because the idea of, I think we just need to do these random calls at times to up, right. know, update the life on things that are going on in real life that they're not discussing there's a lot yeah. of things like I, last time we spoke we both were going through something you know like and yeah, i'm like yo yeah. people we need to put this on on podcast because people are feeling the same way you know yeah 100 percent, man and it's actually uh just e- even before you go into that it's actually crazy like you went from one like epicenter where everything was going crazy from westchester Flew out to Cali, flew out to LA, and they kind of followed you later, two, three months later. And it just, you know, like, I feel like you're dealing with the, the worst end. Like, you don't get to benefit from the, the good Yo. parts. You're just dealing with the worst end of the spectrum both times. 
You're one hundred percent correct. When I came yeah, to man. California, nobody wanted to come around me when they when they found out I was from yeah. New York. Yeah, uh, you know, from the East Coast, they're like, "You came from New York?" I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, "Oh, okay," and they're like, "Back away from me." Now you come to here, to some now, houses. Exactly. If you would come here, we'd be like, "Yo, chill, bro, back up." <laughs> I got the cooties, bro. I got yeah, the cooties. God, <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I mean, it just goes to show, like how. Like, you're right. I remember we got on that call and we were like, yo, this should be like, it should be done in one month. We could release the episode in one month. We're not going to be losing much, right? But then one month passed, two months passed, three months passed, you know? And like, I think we're like in month six right now. Like, we're, we're like, it's about to be September and we still don't really know what's what, how to deal with it, what happens if we get, like, we still don't really know that 100%. And that's been the, the real crazy aspect of everything, just trying to, navigate through these waters you know trying to uh keep that routine as you said but all the while keep in mind that there is a pandemic going on and you do want to be healthy and um yeah man like you said it, i think my biggest adjustment uh during this period that we've been in so i had an internship as you know at a um at a, a banking firm right and it was it was supposed to be in person in new york but then, as, as we said, all this happened. So they're like, hey, listen, guys, we're not going to do the in-person. We're not even sure if we're going to do it at all, but just give us a few, give us a few moments to figure this out. And then eventually, like, they decided to do like, an online internship, which like, anybody I've asked have never uh, been through before. And, bro, that was an adjustment. You know what I mean? That was an adjustment. And keep in mind, this was around the same time uh, George Floyd, and I, I think I'm bringing this all together because it's all very interconnected about how like this pandemic in these like past six months has really like shaped like my my framework of thinking and whatever the case may be. But this was all when George Floyd happened, you know, and and George Floyd got brutally brutally murdered, and you start thinking like you start thinking of what's important, what's not, you know, you start thinking of the values of life, the priorities of life in the middle of a pandemic, and like. Like you said, you're home. You're centered in your home. Like you can't really go out. At least at the time, uh, at that at that particular time. So it's right in front of you. You're dealing with your, you know, dealing with your problems head on because you're waking up and you can't escape them. And we talked about that before about how oftentimes people seek distractions because it's easier for them. Whether that be uh, playing a sport or watching a sport, whether that be eating, whether that be whatever the case may be, we have that outlet because we have that freedom to go reach out to that. You know what I mean? But with this all happening at once, it kind of forced me to, you know, sit down and really take these things heads on. And bro, it's exhausting. It's exhausting, bro. Like you, like I didn't, I underestimated how tough shit was because, and I don't know if, is it cool if I curse or? Of course, or, bro. Of yeah, course. Bro, I under, I underestimated how tough this thing was because like, you know, and, and, and this is something that like we're all going through together. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you get to see the different, frameworks as i said before of other people and how other people try to take things on and like when when you really sit down and realize there is no unity and, and like lots of these things there's lots of disconnect and there's lots of i guess chaos then it's harder for you to deal with things you know and and i think that was has been my like i like it, it, in one line my thesis would be like that the chaos just never ends and it still isn't ending like we saw this like this past weekend and this past week with uh, jacob blake like it's just never ending, bro. The the pandemic, the the tensions, and it's 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 good trouble because it, these are things that you want people to realize, you want people to talk to, uh, talk about, and you want to talk to with people. But then it gets to a point where 
like I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. It was yesterday, and it was actually like crazy that you messaged me like two days ago about having this. Yesterday, bro, I just clocked out. I was like, yo, I can't do this shit anymore. You know what I mean? Like seeing how seeing how all these NBA players, um, WNBA players, MLB players, even did what they did, and then seeing the comments about it. You know what I mean? Like it it was the comments that really like put me back like into reality of like this is where we're at right now and like as a country as a space and um i don't know man it's hard it's hard yeah. bro and like it's 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 one of those things that we all like again we all have to deal with it and we all deal with it like in our own ways and we all like make sense of things in our own ways but it's something that you know and you ha- you also have school coming up and i think on monday for me so it's kind of crazy bro yeah well you know you feel like that and the rest of the world feels like that. It's for the most part, you know, you see this effect in other countries and it has nothing yeah. to do with that country. Right. Um, and you see the NBA players and professional athletes taking a stance that they did. You see the comments mm. and then you see people not happy with the leader of the country. And then you see people who are um, doing what that man did at 17 years old. Right. And yeah. people stand behind that. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, you have to, one thing that, you know, you will have to do to deal with these type of pains and situations is that you have to get a, you have to be aware of it, but then sit with what's going on within. Mm. Okay. And it's a, it's a deep practice that I do. And I did it when I was a kid. Right. So, you know, I saw racism in my own family. My mother's white. My father's black. And I saw people treat me different when I was with my father versus treat me different when I was with my mother. Right. Mm -hmm. And what you really learn is when you really, really look within and you start to see people make comments, do things on the street, say certain things, you have to realize that that person that's doing that Mm -hmm. is so hurt and lost and ignorant within Right, right. It's not even worth trying to change their mind, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when I sit back and I see the comments and I see that and I say to myself, every platform on social media gives an opportunity for somebody to make a comment, make a video right. about something. Mm-hmm. And when I was a football player and you did good and you won, they only wanted to interview the people who were actually performing and doing, do, doing yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. They didn't care about the third string quarterback. They don't right. care about the third string quarterback. Social media allows not mm-hmm. only the third string quarterback to come and participate in an interview, but the dude that wants to play quarterback but too scared to play quarterback that doesn't even play football. Bro, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And it's like, and social media like it it gives this platform that like I joke about it with my friends all the time. Like it's funny because like. Back then, the nobody listened to these people. You know what I mean? They didn't no. have a space because everybody like zoned them out, and like that was that was what was supposed to be done to these people. But now, in a space where like it's kind of you're force fed it, like you have to see it because of social media. And it's actually like I have I have a question about that because I, I just turned twenty right uh, last month. I don't necessarily know how to cut that off yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know how to cut social media off yet because it's kind of what I grew up with. How do mm-hmm. you kind of navigate towards you know not taking that route of going to social media because you know you're seeing all this negative aspects negative things that you Mm -hmm. know you know will impact you in a negative way oh that's a great question so the best thing so i grew up with with social media too the difference is when i grew up with it it was when i was old enough to understand how to work it 
when you grew up with it, it was it was probably a certain point where your mom or your dad didn't allow you to have it, or it wasn't it didn't mean nothing to you at first. You was probably just following NBA players and then right, getting right. some more of the politic area. When oh, I was yeah. when social media first came out, it was MySpace first, and mm. MySpace came out when I was like in seventh grade, and it 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 it, it messes with the brain. It started to mess with the brain because the girl I liked didn't like me, and then I saw her friends with a dude that doesn't deserve her. And right, she's not right. she's not accepting my friend request, and that means she doesn't like me, and she may like that dude. And you mm. start creating assumptions, and then what what happened is I'll go to school, and then I finally man up and say something to her, and she'll say, "Oh, I never even checked my friend request. I'm sorry, I'll accept you now." But I just wasted five months of my life assuming that she hated me and took yeah. away, and I and it, I was caught up in my mind. And yeah. when I saw the power behind that, I said, "Here's the here's what it comes down to." Here's what it comes down to. You don't blame the for, the platform by itself. You got to mm. look within. So mm. what I learned is I was also very insecure. Mm. I was showing insecurity and I was blaming the platform. But right. it was because it's because the root cause is because I was an insecure kid. You right, see that? Right, 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 so right. you will always unconsciously, you will look for things and pick on things and focus on things that are messing with your subconscious that connects to your subconscious mind. Meaning, mm -hmm. I love when sometimes when I go on social media and my brother sends me a private message of Dwayne Wade in 2008. And my brother's a big Dwayne Wade fan. And it will be him and Melo playing. Yeah. And I'll look at that and I'll say to myself, oh man, I miss those days. Basketball was better back then than it is now. Right. Now, subconsciously, I've watched basketball every day at that age. Subconsciously, right. I kept up with all games. Subconsciously, and by and being biased, I liked that time of basketball because I was a kid. Now I'll, I caught myself arguing with kids today saying basketball has nothing today than it did three years ago. I mean, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. But that's not true. So it's the same thing that happened to my dad compared to now, right? People didn't want right. to accept LeBron as being the new dude because my dad was right. so caught up on MJ. Is there truth in between? Of course there's some truth. But to get to a point where you're able to come out and use all your energy to argue against something is showing that it's hurting something within. So the way right. I deal with that and the way I've dealt with that is this. If someone's coming on social media, bringing something negative and I read it and it messes with my energy, that's a bad energy investment. Mm. It's easy for someone to say, okay, Nate, if I say, Hey, Muhammad, give me a hundred dollars and I'm going to take the hundred dollars and I'm going to roll a dice. If we get five, we win. If we get anything else, we lose. You have a 10% chance of winning. You're not going to want to risk your money in that. Right. Same thing goes, but people don't consciously think about what their eyes see, what they hear, what they taste, what they feel, what they smell, on how that basically interrupts your energy. So I'll yeah. go on Instagram with the George Floyd thing. That hit me. That was the first thing that hit me in years on social media. And yeah. when I saw it, it hit me because it messed with me subconsciously. My father used to get beat by the police. Mm. So when I saw that, I saw my father. You understand? Right, right, that, yeah. So, but if I never had the history with my father, it, it, would be, it, won't, it wouldn't have hit me as bad as it did, okay? Yeah. So what yeah. I understood, when that day came, I had to sit with my When Kobe Bryant died, that hit me hard, and I couldn't go on social media because everybody wanted to play videos of him. It hurt me. So what I did is I went back to myself, and I sat with myself. And I said, 
why am I so hurt right now from this? Why did that comment bother mm. me? Why did this mm. bother me? Why did that bother me? And I'll sit and I'll say, I got some work to do. Okay. So the work that I did with my father is call my dad. And I felt like he, the world needs to hear that story. And that's why I put it on, yeah. on the podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I had, and then me and my dad been talking ever since like on it, because you know why I'm right. coming in my household. When, when things like that happen, my dad would get arrested and then he'll come home from being like pushed around from the cops and picked on. And we never spoke about it. And mm-hmm. that bothered me. That's the, that's the thing that bothered me. And we, I wanted to speak about it. So when somebody is, for an example, when somebody is a gay man or a gay woman, when someone's gay and, they, and they're scared to, sh- to let the world know they're gay, they grow a hate for gay people. Did you know that? I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Everybody, it's like a universal you know, it's that, but, thing. But, but it's actually pretty interesting that you say that because there is a politician. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Uh, it was a few years ago. He was a Republican and he was signing anti-gay legislation left and right until, this is a true story, they found him having an affair with another man in his office. And then he of had to course. resign. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Since not only does the uh, statistics support it, but the psychology behind it supports it 100%. I had a teacher mm. named Mr. Page in high school. He used to always tell us, you become what you hate. I'm like, what are you talking mm. about? How is that possible? And it took me like 10 years to figure out what he was saying. So anytime you see somebody hate something so bad, because deep within unconsciously, they want to be it. So when you mm. start to understand that and you start to have that perspective, and you go on social media and you say, this energy, is this the energy I want? Is this energy good to invest in back into myself? If it's not, I'm not. I don't need to follow this page for every update because you follow three pages that are the same, that give you different information, the same information with different pictures. Right. Okay. So that can, that's, that's subconsciously going to get into your mind. So the way you deal with this, what can I do to make it a positive place? Cause people are never going to get off. Mm. What can I do to make it a positive place? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put up a podcast with Nate. I'm going to help. I'm going to promote the episode that I'm on. We're going to talk open about this open conversation. Somebody out there is going to go through what we're going through. And I use that platform to, to help somebody today. Right. Rather than going on and going back and forth with a dude that lives in Iowa in his mother's basement that has Wi-Fi with three bars and, and arguing with you. It's a, right. it's a deeper story. And when we, as a football player, I went down to Delaware and there was a lot of fake gangsters on the team. All right. Yeah. You know what a fake gangster is? Somebody who act like they're tough. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, me being the light skinned kid, they thought I was a pretty boy. They thought I was soft. Right. I'll be in the locker room. Someone will run their mouth towards me and they'll be talking crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. True story. Crazy. And I walk up to the locker and I'll punch them right in the face, right in their mouth. Drill them. True story. I'll drill them. They don't hit me back. At all. Mm. Because the, the loudest one in the room is usually the softest one in the room. Okay? So those that make an opinion towards everything and a comment towards everything are usually scared of everything. So yeah, they try yeah. to make their words more than, than their actions. So the mm-hmm. way you deal with it is, how can I bring some positive energy here? What page am I following that's bringing me negative energy? Let me get away from that. And every comment that I see that's negative, I know better that that person is hurting within. 
mm-hmm. that person is saying that because that person is really hurt. That damn, you should feel bad for these people. I feel bad for these people. I feel bad. Saved by the Bell trailer came out, and number like negative comments on the show. Mm. All negative comments is, don't take away my childhood. I love this show. Don't mess up this show. I love yeah. the show as a kid. You're gonna mess it up. And right there, I immediately was like, I told me like, they're looking at a preview that critics are saying that it looks phenomenal, and then yeah. you have you have these, and then I look. I think it's a phenomenal. I had no connection. I had no attachment. But guess right. what? The people who used to watch the show as a kid are so connected to how it was. They don't want anything right. new. They don't know how to accept a new thing. It's like right. old people that don't know how to accept a new, the new wave of technology and a new, mm-hmm. the new way banks work and, and things yeah. like that. And then the next day, life gave me a little taste of my own medicine. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air preview came out. Yeah, and I yeah, said, yeah. nah, don't, don't touch mess with this. that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I know exactly what you mean, man. So anytime um, no, we, somebody makes that comment, bro, just as a reminder to you and to the audience, anytime somebody makes a hatred comment towards you, towards anything, it takes energy to make that type of action. Do yeah, yeah, yeah. Put into it. And, I think and I think it's like a virus, bro. I think it's a virus needs a host. You know what I mean? Like a virus in itself is dead. It doesn't exist, but a virus needs a host. And that's a great uh, example. It, it, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where you could you could be the host. You could be that example. host if, if you so choose it, but you know, like you could also like put the put like I'm I'm not a scientist. Put the white the white cells up. You know what I mean? The white blood yeah, cells. Yeah, white blood cells. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah. No, nah, that's very true, man. And it's like I don't know. I think ah, uh, it's it's just really tough. Just like thinking of, you know, now, I don't want to say it's really tough, but actually, I I actually want to say it's really encouraging of seeing like my peers and all and all that just being in like in like their framework and see how they think and also seeing how others think i'm sure you, you've dealt with this before like yo why don't other people like why don't they get it yet you know what i mean why don't they get it but like you said like it's just how it is you know just how it is different upbringings and different you know different perspectives different walks of life yeah yeah but you have so when i got into fitness and i i started to study more of organic food I was blown away, blown away on how people are not spending money on organic food and putting that into their bodies, how it has 46 to 66% more nutrients. So, and how food that isn't organic is, has chemicals on their food. You right. have chemicals like roach spray on your apple that you eat. And I was blown away. And I came into work one day and Bob Finelli, who I have a, uh, uh, we we did the interview with Bob Finelli, the mm-hmm. importance of a mentor. Um, Bob Finelli one day was listening to me, and I went to his office and I said, "Bob, I don't understand how people don't understand how important nutrition is." And I was really like worked up about it. And I'm like, "Bob, right, they need right. to know this. They need to know that." And he sat and let me speak, and he said, "Brother, listen to this story. We're all on a plane. We get we crash and we land on the island, and all of us are blind." And we're blind there for months. And then one day you wake up and you can see. You can't get mad at the others that can't. Mm. I said, I can, I, can really, I can really see Bob saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it, listen. He said it just like that. I said. In that voice, yep. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And that hit me from a different way. So do this for me. When everybody, this is a homework for you in the audience. 
when this when this is over, when this podcast is over, go into your phone book and go all the way to your first picture that you have, the oldest picture you have. Maybe from two years ago, maybe from um, a year ago. Look at that picture. Look at what you're wearing. Look at the kind of haircut you have. Think about the, you know, who the people you were hanging around, and think about right. things that you were doing. The first right. thing you want to say is like, "What the hell was I thinking?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right. So, so you yeah. go back and like, "Yo, what the hell was I thinking? Why was I hanging around this person? Why was I having my haircut like this? Mm-hmm. Why was I doing that?" And right. you can't judge yourself because you grew. So, certain people will look at that picture. And think it's totally normal to this day because they didn't elevate their consciousness to see what they learn now versus right. what they did back then. Right. So it gets deep, bro. It gets deep. Right. Before judging somebody, make an understanding. Mm. Understand them. Even when someone, like, I'm driving the car. I mean, I, I walk down the block with Rhea and somebody in L.A., they like to beep at your girl when you're walking. And they'll drive <laughs> fast. They'll drive <laughs> fast. Right? And I tell you all the time. If you would do, if you were to do that at a red light, it would be a different ball game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he yeah. drives fast, right? And when they beep and they do that and they stare and they break their neck and willing to crash their car to see what my girl's working with, I say two things. It's crazy. I used to be like that. That's number one. I used mm. to do the same thing. That was me when I was 16. Number two, these men that are 35 are still Never 16. Grew. Yeah, exactly, grew, bro. So never you keep grew, it moving. You go, damn, that dude. If that, if that's what, damn. If you're still going through, you gotta, pray, you gotta through, pray for that person. Yeah, you gotta exactly, pray for that person, bro. So before you judge somebody, you have to make an understanding of that person and make an right. understanding of yourself. What did they do that got you upset? up guys i hope you're enjoying the podcast so far do you want to lose fat build muscle and be in the healthiest shape you've ever been in your life the amazing thing and the speed at what my new program finally lean works it is rather remarkable that you can drop a lot of fat within one month or less if you want to lose fat build muscle and be in the healthiest you've ever been in your life this might be the most important message you'll hear all year here's why i have just released a confidential program called finally lean here's a taste what you'll discover in this amazing program the seven steps to accomplishing fat loss how to keep and maintain your fat loss the top secret to building muscle the complete step-by-step to foods for your body type and the number one biggest mistake that 95 percent of people make when starting a diet that's just a small sample of what you'll get when you take advantage of this program by now you're probably wonder how much does this program cost a program like finding the lean can cost up to 497 dollars or more and none of them can hold a candle to this program but i have a big savings for you i'm selling this program right now for 197 dollars and it's well worth it but you won't pay that. When you make the decision to get this program, you'll get it for the price at $97. You're saving over $100 on this program that costs $197. You get over 35 videos with step-by-step on how to not only lose the fat forever, but to make sure you have your nutrition in place, to clear up your skin, any digestive issues, mental fogginess, anything in that nature of getting healthy. Remember, it's all about becoming the best version of yourself. Best thing of it all, is if you do not feel satisfied with this program and you thought it was BS, you get 30 days to receive your money back. Yes, you heard me, 30 days, you can receive your money back. But here's the good news. I sold over 100 of these programs within the first month and nobody asks for money back. You wanna know why? Because it has everything they needed and everybody followed the steps and got the results. 
you can be next. So go to learn.dreamfitllc.com to access your program. Let's get back into the podcast. Or that that made you cringe, okay? So even with a relationship with somebody you have, a friend, female, brother, sister, if you do something that unconsciously or sometimes they're conscious of it, but it's a subconscious. A subconscious is a, a, a paradigm that's happening automatically in your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Subconsciously, if I, I, I have an example, I was training this, this, this lady, right? And while mm-hmm. I was training her, she didn't like the way I said certain things. So I said, okay, so why don't we, you're going to go over there and we're going to go, or I'll say after the workout, go to go shop and go. To, and she used to cringe when I said, say, like, go do this and go do that. And then come to find out after I start to study the psyche that she had a father that was very, very, very tough on her. Mm. So when I was telling her to do things, she didn't like it. Not because it yeah. reminded me of my dad, but that's not towards me, towards everybody. She's like that. So 2020, 2020 in numerology, 2020 is a reflection of itself. Mm-hmm. You understand? So everybody's doing something we're getting what we're getting as as a as globally is we're getting a reflection of ourselves mm-hmm. how we feel it reflects in our politics it reflects on our food it reflects on our family it reflects on our actions racism is reflecting on you everything's being magnified and reflected yeah. upon yeah. 2020 is a reflection of each other and when that's you how you look at it, it that's how you look at it Oh, that's not only how I look at it. I thought about it one day and then I, I, I started to do some research on numerology and learned mm-hmm. that in 2020, 1919, 1818 is always a specific, interesting time of yeah. the world yeah. Yeah. because the world has to reflect upon each other. This universe thing that we're in, it's a lot deeper than what people think it is. People get lost yeah. and get and become drifters. A drifter is someone who just allows everybody else's opinions, moods, energies uh, uh, affect them. I don't. I don't. Right. I keep right. it moving. I got things I got to do. I got I got right. a mission I'm on, right? So when people have that because they're getting so connected with materialistic things and thinking that everything in front of them is real, when the invisible world is what runs the world, your thoughts, you can't see. Your words, you can't see. It's invisible. This mm-hmm. runs the world, your energy, how you feel about somebody, the work that you do when no eyes are watching you, the, al- the world has an algorithm. Do you know that? Did you know the universe has an algorithm? Mm-hmm. The world has an algorithm. The world, look what I'm doing my finger. I'm spinning my finger in 360, has an algorithm. What does the earth do? Spin, correct? Mm-hmm. Right? What, did, what does the sun do when it comes up and goes down? That's an algorithm. It's a consistent pattern. If I plant a seed, an apple seed for apple tree, I plant it and I follow the same rules. That's what it's called, rules or steps. Yeah. If you follow these steps, you are you are following the algorithm. You follow an algorithm, you get the result of the algorithm, which mm-hmm. is an apple tree. Okay? Mm-hmm. So if you do good, if you think good, if you act good, every religion speaks about doing something good or going about something good or treat other people good because it's it's a part of the algorithm. People think it only matters when other people are watching you. And, mm. and, and, and that's, that's, the, that's the beauty of it. They get attached with watching TV. They get attached with wanting one specific person in the world. They get attached with 
they can't they can't grow from something. I, I can't let go of this car. I can't mm-hmm. let go of this. They don't know how to move on. Life is all about changing and elevating, right? Evolution. Okay. Right. What I'm trying right. to say to you is when people forget that this world has a lot of meaning to it. It's a it's a it's a magical place. When they think it's it's meant to look like it's magical, but then it's meant to look like we're in, in hell. It's it's meant to be mm-hmm. 50-50. That's why you're left with the choice. It's up to you. Each of us have a choice that we can make our belief system on. We have the we have the freedom of choice. You can lock my body, but you can't lock my mind. Right? Like my mm. mind, I could believe what I want. I, I was born into this world with the ability to believe what I want and choose to do what I want based off my beliefs. Right. Every atom has a negative charge to it and a positive charge, exactly with the same amount of uh, uh, split, 50-50. Everything, mm-hmm. everything in life is 50-50. Everything is 50-50. There's darkness. Anytime you think about darkness, you think about evil. Right, mm-hmm. the devil comes out at like dark, black, and red, and he's evil. And then God, anybody that describes any of their gods, come out in some type of clouds and white. It's bright, right? Mm-hmm. You have the sun and you have the moon. You have hot water. You have cold water. You have love. You have hate. You don't know what pain is unless you know what feels good. Mm. right Right. there's a need there's a need for each of these um um, steps and what i'm trying to get into is understanding is very key when you're here and you start to get grip of understanding that this that what you say to yourself and what you do and when you project onto others and you take a big picture and look at how you're living and how life what life brought back to you You'll notice that it's mm-hmm. the same thing that you gave out. So when you see right. negative comments, when you see people doing things, the do the cops that killed George Floyd, their life has always look at look look out these stories about these cops are starting to pop out on how yeah. messed up their life was and how messed up what they were doing to people for a long time. Right. It comes right. around. People like to call this karma. It mm-hmm. comes around. So if 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 someone's waking up and putting comments and doing things like that, the first thing that they tell me is that they're a drifter. If they're mm-hmm. a drifter, they tap into this two consciousness that runs this world. You ever you ever hang out one day and just have like a negative thought go through your mind or like think about doing something very negative? Like, mm-hmm. like, like you know what? I ain't doing my homework. You know what? I, you know, I am only if I can drop out of school. Like you have this thought that you don't really think about right. it just comes up in your mind. Or you drive right. and you have a positive thought. Or you drive and you get an idea that came out of nowhere that right. you never even thought about before you had an idea. Then you tell somebody about the idea next to you and they go, well, I was just thinking about that same thing. Yeah. You, you ever had that? Like yeah. You ever think about somebody yeah. and then they call you and text you. Okay. Yeah. The world, the world is, quantum physics shows that the world is run from the zero point field. The zero point field is infinite intelligence. It's literally a science way of saying God in a way, right? God is everywhere but nowhere at the same time. Okay. I th- and I, and I, and like I don't even want to interrupt you, but I think that that's that's what it is. Like, um, I had this discussion with so many people about how, like, I mean, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but I I think like that that's essentially what it is. That like, especially he like at this point in life that we're all in, you know what I mean? Or like in this day and age, there has to be an explanation for everything. You get what I'm trying to say? And it's never like you know me. I'm very religious. You know, like my name is Muhammad, right? 
Um, like it's never because there's a, a higher thing above us, like doing this. You give just like that karma that, you know, good things happen to good people because things come around bad. Things, like it's, I don't think that's a consequence. You know what I mean? Like exactly like you said, I don't think that's a consequence. I think it's exactly like what you put in is what you get out. And then it's also to your point, um, uh, to your point of you don't know joy until you feel pain. I was actually on a, uh, I was with my friend and he showed me this video and there was this, uh, this Muslim scholar. He was talking about how like he, he feel, he personally feels depression is at a, like an all time high right now because we have easy access to the things we want. You know what I mean? If we want, you know, this type of food, it's easy to get it. You click a couple of things on your phone. If we want this phone, it's easy to buy it. You know, whatever the case may be. Um, and it's instant, instant gratification, instant gratification before it wasn't like that. Like you had to really like grind out to really understand the fruits of a labor for something. You know what I mean? And when th that's why th like when those days, I'm not saying there was no depressed people back then, of course there were, but like at a much smaller scale, you know what I mean? And I know like we could say the thing about statistics or about like, Oh, maybe it wasn't reported, but historically speaking, it, it is said that it was, it's at a much smaller scale and mental health, mental health is at a much higher priority in this day and age because of that. And I think that's a, that's a, it's a cornerstone aspect people need to keep in mind in regards to how we are. You know what I mean? Like we have to, one, acknowledge that. We have to, one, acknowledge the fact that it is easy for us to slip on that just because of how, just because of the generation we're born in. But two, that means we, can ha we have to put like overtime to make sure we don't slip in those, in those spaces and kind of find home base, find that foundation for, what makes us, you know, what makes us us? What makes us go? 100%. You see, at 20 years old, you're thinking at a level that the people at your age are not thinking about, right? Which are only seven years younger than me, but. The, so you may, you, you may have said the wrong word. You said there's no consequence. You mean no, it, it's not, it's um a coincidence. Coincidence, yeah, my, um, coincidence. I, 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 because there is a and it works perfectly what you said because people act right now based off the gra the instant gratification, it like there is no consequences to it. Mm, mm. Actions being said with no consequences, you can say, "Hey Nate, I hate you," blah 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 blah, and you don't have to worry about me punching in your face because you ain't here, so you don't have to fear the consequences. Yeah. Yeah. So for every action, there's a reaction. Social media breaks that away. Mm -hmm. For every action of, if I went in a cab as a kid, we had to call the cab place and communicate with them verbally. Yeah. Give them the yeah. location so we need to know where we were at. We need to let them know. We need to speak to them properly. We need to negotiate the price so we need to make sure we had enough money and all that. Mm -hmm. Now, you pick up a phone, you press a button, you send Uber and you don't speak because you're socially awkward. Okay. Yeah. I said the story a hundred times. I was a part of a wedding and being a part of a wedding, there was somebody in a groomsman. He was, he was a young kid. He was like 18. And this kid was on his phone the entire time. This kid mm. was not off the phone. And I figured out why. It wasn't because he was shy. He just didn't know how to have, he didn't know how to communicate. Conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started to see that in my, in my practice at the gym. Like when I was working with kids, I was like, these kids don't know how to communicate and they couldn't wait for me to say, go get water. They'll wa check water and they go check their phone. You're a hundred percent right. The world, that's why I'm huge on intermittent fasting. That's why I don't mm. eat in the mornings. Mm. I don't eat until I get everything done because 
in, in, in third world countries and the healthiest country um, that's in Africa, they study, I wish I had the name of the, the, the tribe that they study, but I'll take a note down to make sure I put it in the description below. Yeah. They studied, they studied this group of, of people who basically wake up every day and they hunt and they mm. hunt their food and they're studying their microbiome. And the microbiome is basically the bugs in your stomach that what control makes up your stomach. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, your stomach, but not only that, they're also showing that what, what controls your, your happiness, your thinking, what controls your yeah, depression, bro. your thinking, yeah. the way your brain fires. And I've been studying this for like two years um, because there's no doubt about it. I had an imbalance in my microbiome. If you, if anybody wants to go back into love across the Hudson and look at my videos from three to four years ago, bless you, three to four yeah. years ago, you will see that I was not able to really speak. I had problems on pronouncing words, speaking, right. uh, keeping, uh, staying on track on the conversation because I had really bad ADD, reading problems, etc. I started right. studying the microbiome and I started to replace my microbiome and take care of like things that and you basically grow a microbiome. But mm -hmm. they studied this group and um, while they were studying this group from Africa, they would take their, their poop and bring it to the labs and they're like, these people have the best microbiome in the world. Like, what mm -hmm. are they doing? So they'll go down there every, there's like seven science teams that go down there and study them. And the, peop the, the, the people in the, in the village think it's funny because they heard that we can go to a supermarket and just get our food and, or order food. And he goes, wait, man doesn't have to hunt for food? And they started laughing. Yeah. And then they started to, and then they start to say how this can be a problem for the mind. And they don't know what it's like to be over here, but they will automatically say, we cherish and appreciate our food so much because when we catch it, right. it, it took us so much hard work to catch it. But right. we also knew we had to sacrifice an animal to be able to eat it. And we're very thankful mm -hmm. for that. And we do a celebration every night. And their celebration is gathering around the fire and dancing and singing and throwing jokes and laughing. And... They, when the, the scientists also study that they may be the happiest people on earth. And right. I'm studying right now, Muhammad, not only is the instant gratification one of the key elements to unhappiness. What I'm learning with myself, to be totally honest with you, is, is I started to get to a point where I got so far away from keeping things simple and made mm. everything very, very complicated for myself. And when I started to do that, like I go in my closet, Muhammad, I probably have 30 pairs of sneakers in my closet. I probably have 110 t-shirts and 100 uh, shorts. And I go in the mornings and I go in my closet and it takes me forever to put an outfit together because yeah. I don't keep, but now I keep it simple. I wear the same five clothes, five days a week, yeah. five outfits. I wear two right. shoes only. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm giving everything away. I'm giving everything away. There's things in there that cost hundreds of dollars. I'm giving it away because I got to a point where it started to become a distraction to me and it right, had right. to make choices. And we have a battery of willpower. There's only so much, so much willpower we can use a day. Um, and having instant gratification is, is a one way of pulling from my willpower. So if I'm starving, but I know I can go on Grubhub and order a pizza right now, instead of going in and cooking the pizza, and I can get it now, I'm going to order it, right? Because I want right, it right. now, instant gratification. So yeah, man, I, I'm, I, I'm on board with that. I'm, I, I agree with that 100%. I think there's a lot of, uh, there's that, there's uh, the, you know, 
when I started to study, um, you know, I got into Holistic the Institute because I grew up as a kid that had troubles, as I told you before, with my speaking right. and learning disabilities. But I also had body problems, um, digestive issues, joint issues. And I got into the Institute because they started to answer deep questions for me. Uh, they they, they helped me. Uh, you know, I, I studied simple things from them and I fixed my autoimmune disease. I had two of them. Um, I had uh, a, a celiac disease, never knew it until I came across them. And I, I took a, a couple of uh, just steps to, to learn on what celiac looks like in the body besides doing all the deep testing and things like that. But right, in this right, too, right. we learn about the, the mind and happiness. And um, if you, people all over the world that are really, really, really uh, at their last straw, they'll go down to the Amazon to go see, see a shaman. Okay. Mm. And, and, and every shaman asks a certain amount of questions and it's the same questions. And they ask them, when's the last time you danced? When's the last time you sang? Right. When's the last time you stopped thinking about how magical the world is? And mm. when's the last time you stopped enjoying storytelling? And those are the four questions they ask. Because within those four questions, they can see a great amount of imbalances. Right? So when did you stop thinking the world was so magical? How can you think about the world so magical when you have a bad habit of picking up the phone, going on social media, and you see everything that's going on in the world, but yeah. you're only seeing what you want to see, and you're not seeing all the magical things that's going on in the world. Sometimes right. I go outside and I go for a walk, and I find like birds in a bird nest, and I watch mm -hmm. a mother go hunt, bring back food for the for the birds, and I would just look at it, and I'm like, yo, that's amazing, that was beautiful, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like. I'll walk and I'll see my dogs do things. My dogs communicate with me in certain ways when they have to go use the bathroom or yeah. when they want to go up a certain street. And and I, I, I had to let go of me being in control all the time and allow my dogs to walk me sometimes because they're mm -hmm. trying to show me something. And I'm like, yeah. that's magical, you know? And Or when I hang up this phone, if I say, all right, man, good talking to you, my dog will come in here knowing that I'm off the phone and he wants to play. But right now, he respects the fact yeah. that I'm on the phone and he sits out there. You have to notice how magical the world is. And yeah, you can start yeah. off by just waking up in the mornings and redoing your subconscious mind. Besides waking up and going on Instagram, wake up, take a piece of paper and a pen, open it up. So you got the left part of the, uh, the notebook and the right part. So you have a, a notebook that's completely open. On the left part, write down three things that you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. Can you see today? Are you grateful for seeing somebody woke up blind? Right? Mm -hmm. Can you hear? Or do you have food in your house? So you write down three things that you're grateful for. And on the right side of the piece of paper, write down your dream. What is your chief aim in life? Who are you? Like who you, who are you? Don't, don't write down something that, oh, I think I'm this because this person said that. No, 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 no. Who are you? I yeah, am yeah. the best business advisor in the world. Then write it down. Write it down. And every day, write it down. Try to see if you can do it for 30 days in a row. If you miss one right. day, if you miss one day, you got to do it over. Right. That's how you start redoing your subconscious mind. And you'll see, oh, wow, this is why I've been so programmed. We're programmed. We're so programmed that you can watch a TV and then a commercial comes up and they're advertising something that you Googled earlier and you can press OK to order it. That's right. how programmed we are. We're being programmed. 98% of the world has a negative mind set. 
Okay. Mm. A human being has an average of 68,000 thoughts a day and 90% of them are negative. Deepak Chopra. I'm talking about this. Dr. Deepak Chopra. Okay. You can look that up for yourself. So anytime you have a negative thought coming in your mind, figure out how you can knock it down, knock it out. And when you're on Instagram and you have time to go on Instagram, that means that you're not spending time on your chief aim in life. You're not becoming Mm. who you want to become. So every time you go to Instagram, just know, just tell yourself, there's a clock. There's a clock until you die. You're using some of that clock time to waste. Check Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you use Instagram in a way of promoting positivity, right? You want to be in a positive aspect. Are you going on there because you have a cousin that you don't see ever or friends that you don't see ever and you want to communicate with them real quick? Check in with them and then bounce. But to stay there, it's like you're wasting your clock there. You know what I'm saying? And anytime you're on there, you find yourself on there. Say to myself, you say to yourself, this is what I say to myself. Am I going to become what I want to become in life by sitting on this Instagram? Or do I have to go right. to my office and get some work done? And I'm like, that's oh, it. I got to go get work done. I got to go work done. Listen, man, that's powerful. That's very powerful, bro. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, that's, that's what, that's kind of why I miss like having you around. Like, even though it was like a, like a, a couple of few hours, like to get to you, like I miss having these conversations to, to you know, broader to think. And I personally feel like, uh, I was just doing better in terms of prioritizing like me in my life when I had these conversations, you know what I mean? And then like when things kind of like took their turns, whatever the case may be, it kind of was put on the backseat. So not, but I really do appreciate that. 100%. Yeah. And w- one thing you can do is thank you for your compliment. Uh, yeah. When I wake up in the mornings, I feel if I get, if I learn more with the holistic Institute, now I'm actually a certified licensed practitioner. I passed my exam two weeks ago. And um, one thing that I've learned is this, bro. Once you know what you want in life, you know what I, you know what I didn't want, Muhammad? Every time I ask myself what I wanted, sometimes you don't know exactly what you want. And somebody's going to listen yeah. to you and say, I don't know exactly what I want. Start off with simple things. Do you want to live in hot weather or cold weather? What kind of environment do you want to live in? Do you want to live in the suburbs? Do you want to live in the ghetto? What kind of car do you want to drive? Do you want to drive an SUV or a sedan? Okay. Then you start figuring things out. All right. One thing that I knew I didn't want is I didn't want to buy a house in Jersey, New York, because I didn't want to have to sit in the house six, six months or seven months out of the year. If I'm spending hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in a house, I need to enjoy my backyard all year round. I need to. Right. Okay. Right. I need to, I need to, I need to have organic food. So I can have the proper energy and because I was a crack baby and I'm, I'm so far behind a regular healthy person that I'm trying to catch up. I need to get a, a great amount of sleep at nighttime. Okay. Right, There's, right. I have needs and wants. Okay. For my needs and wants, the world says, I see what you want and what you need, but what are you going to give out to be able to receive these things? And what right. I say is I want to be, you know, I write every morning. I am the greatest motivational slash inspirational coach in the world. I put the date and I sign it. And then I'm grateful that God or the universe, right? Because I don't believe in one specific person being my God. I believe in God is a big, a big word. And uh, um, I think there was many people who came here who showed the ability of using the universe's resources to show what you can do in life. And we're great examples and leaders on how we should act, right? I, 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 I put on the left part of the paper and I say, I'm grateful from the $50 million I have in my bank account. Now, I don't have $50 million in my bank account, 
mm. with my naked eye, but my imagine with my imagination, I see it. I see it. Mm. And I know what I'm going to do with it. Okay. And I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to something where you just, you spoke off. You write down those things that you're grateful for. You write down what you want in life. I tell the universe, here's what I'm willing to give up to be able to receive the things that I want. Right. Anytime I come across a human being, I won't give them anything less than 100% of my attention, energy, and help. Mm-hmm. So if that can be someone at a red light, that can be somebody on the elevator, that can be somebody at the park, no matter how I feel, I will make sure I give 100% of positive energy to that human being. Sometimes I'm on the elevator at 11 o'clock at night because my dog is sick yeah. and I run into somebody and I find myself out there until 12 a.m. Okay. Right. The, the way you program that, I'm not there. But if you take everybody that you look up to as a mentor and you put them either in your imagination or you print a picture of them, you put them on your desk. And you get to a point in your day and you say to yourself, oh, man, I don't feel like doing this work. I don't feel like uh, I can't be positive today. Right. Sit down with the, the people that you, you believe that would tell you different in your imagination. Have a meeting with them. So mm-hmm. you do this all the time already with, as a kid. Oh, my God. When I go home, my dad's going to tell me this and that. Oh, my God. I should have right, never did right. that. You're already right. predicting what that's gonna, what's going to happen, right? So what you can do is have an imaginary meeting. What would Nate say, or, or what would whoever you look up to, right, as right, a mentor? Right. How would they go about this, and what would they say to me? And so when I think about my mentors, I'm like, my dad is one of them. My dad was like, uh, what would my dad say if I say something like this? And, I, and my yeah. dad would never make a comment unless it's something that he thinks he needs to make a comment on. And when I have these conversations in my mind, it fixes the way I feel immediately because I know what they'll tell me. My dad would tell me. Right. You got to keep pushing. You got to have faith. You got to keep pushing. You got to work a little harder. You keep doing what you're doing. You're on the right road. Sometimes you get That's impatient, powerful. Nate. Sometimes yeah. you get impatient. So besides me calling my dad and saying, I need to hear that, I think about, I know what he's going to say in spirit. And I say to myself, I got to go now. I got to go do that. Sometimes yeah. I only need that little reminder, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And that's why it's That's very important really that you listen too. to podcasts like that. You listen to music. Don't listen to music like, I popped the Percocet. Uh, 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 uh. No, I listen to a lot of J. Cole. Yeah. I listen to a lot of a lot of early Drake of two artists that are talking about, especially J. Cole, I can relate to a lot when he when he was making his mixtapes, because he was half black and half white. He played basketball but gave it up for rap. He moved to New York City to chase a dream. Literally, everything I see, everything I did, I, I, I had the same issues, parallel. same thing, did the same thing. Parallel. Very parallel. Yeah. And I imagine that his rapping was I I was saying that. So when I rap his words, I'm saying it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that. You know what I'm saying? One of his best, my favorite lines is like, you know, I used to say all the time when I was broke was like, she dropped it low, lower than my credit score. Like, yeah. <laughs> when I got this debit, folks. And I was like, it's crazy. I have no money on my debit card. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I have a bunch of, you know, girls that are willing to be with me at the same time. But I better blow because think about all this debt I had. I had, I came out of college with, my mother using my, 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 my social security as a kid and had me in debt, a couple thousand dollars in debt. I had bad credit and I had to figure it out, man. And listening yeah, to that yeah. music, knowing that he was in the same position, but look where he is now, I can do the same thing. So right. when I had a bad day, I listened to only positive people. Bob Proctor, Earl Nightingale, Napoleon Hill, Elliot Hulse, Paul Check, 
These are people mm. I listen to and study. J. Cole, go to Jay-Z's interviews. Mm. And then I start to read and go over biographies of the greatest people to ever do it. Michael Jordan. Before The Last Dance, I was obsessed with Michael Jordan before that, that movie came out. Right. My biggest person I was obsessed with and I studied like the back of my hand was Kobe Bryant. Was Kobe right. Bryant. How, how did you become so good, Kobe? What'd you do? Why do you not laugh when everybody's laughing? Why don't you joke? Why, right. when you come, people don't ask you certain questions on a podium? Derek Jeter, why do, Why are you so politically correct in every interview? Why don't you have any mm-hmm. bad stories on your name? Why did, And I started to see the power behind biographies and learning about the human being because you learn about their journey and the steps they took and you yeah. start following the same. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then soon as you start, soon as you're in a negative state, soon as you're thinking negative or feeling negative, automatically you have to say, I'm programmed. I programmed myself the wrong way today or the wrong way this week. You can program yourself being around the wrong people too. When I go see my dad, I hate it. I hate Mm. going to see my dad. Not because of my dad, not because of my brothers. I hate the neighborhood my dad lives in so much that it affects me. I can't sit on the couch in the house. Mm. I'm like, I got to get out. We got to get out of here. So when I wake up every morning, three hours earlier than my first client and I'm in my office typing blogs, doing YouTube videos, cutting them up for IG, Facebook, doing all this stuff. I'm tired sometimes, bro. Sometimes I don't entertain that though. I entertain, I got to get my dad out of that neighborhood. I got to get my family out of that neighborhood. You understand what I'm saying? So it it has to be bigger than you. It has to be bigger than you. So anytime you feel down, rewire your program. What are you eating? Right? What are you seeing? What are you listening to? Right. What are you feeling? And what are you touching? Your senses. That's how you pro. That's how you get programmed. And if you want to get deeper and go in the rabbit hole, think about how we're programmed in total. Why do we have GMO food? Why do we have chemicals on our food? Why do we have right, music? Right. Did you know? Did you know music rap rap records signed a deal late nineteen eighties with private prisons? Did you know that? Like mm, not. Oh, you didn't know that every rap, um, uh, every rap label in in, in late 1980s signed, do your research, signed a deal Mm -hmm. with private prisons. Then you started seeing music change. So you went from music talking about Nas, talking about what he had to do to get out of the hood, but what you have to do to survive. So you don't have to go through the same thing. You hear how it's cool to be in the hood, shoot people, do drugs, and pills. Wow. then you learn the words that Nas used to use. Ill map. You learn all these long, big definition words that you have to pause the music and do research on. And the and the and and, and the and slick Rick or, or their music to now listening to simple words of of rap and the beat being slower. Right. So it can manipulate the person even more. So if you look at music now, people who there's only three, four real lyricists that are still surviving. Mm-hmm. On a high level, because there's a lot of young lyricists out there, but it ain't blowing up because you ain't talking about killing nobody, and it's not a hard beat, right? You understand? Right. And if it yeah. is a hard beat, you lame. Because when J Cole first came out, you're a J Cole fan, you lame. When 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 because because Lil John was a dude, you know what I'm saying? When Drake came out, you soft if you like light skinned dudes that sing and talk about their yeah. feelings. Jay Z, yeah. I had arguments every day at Delaware State University about how Jay Z. People were telling me Young Thug is better than Jay-Z in, in the Delaware State University. <laughs> You're laughing. You're laughing. Listen, and no offense, there's people in the South that maybe listen to this podcast that would literally say, yeah, he is. And it's, <laughs> it's, the new, 
that's when I knew that this world, that's when I knew things Different. were going down the wrong road, yeah. bro. When I was in college and I went all the kids from Atlanta and they're telling me how Young Thug is a, the best artist of all time. And I'm like, yeah, man. And I used to argue. That was the, that's why I messed up at. I was arguing from the first Yeah, year. yeah, you put your, you put your energy I, into that. And then I pulled back. So the, 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 what right. I'm trying to tell you, man, they so what you listen to. So I brought up the private prisons, signed into record labels because they saw the power behind music. Why did pop go out the way he did? Why did why does Kendrick Lamar flirt with the thought of I may have to fake my death and go to Cuba a lot in his music, right? And um and the code of J. Cole. Um, you know, talking the way he talks in his music as far as J. Cole bringing up, J. Cole was talking about what we were going through today since he started rapping. You understand? But why can't mm. I hear that on the radio? But I hear mm. uh, Kodak Black on the radio, but I don't hear J. Cole Kendrick Lamar on the radio. Right. Then, right. why did Drake go from being a lyricist to being someone who is on that same slow beat, same kind of thing, talking tough guy? And he actually yeah. does better now than he did before. So it's okay. So what you hear, what you see, social media, you see news. You, you they don't need to be no news channels at five in the morning at seven p.m. anymore because you're watching it all day. Okay, you're gonna you're get shit with yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. and you yeah. can see people die on Instagram, which is insane. Okay, that's number two. Crazy. What do you feel? How do you feel? And what do you feel? How do you feel? And what do you feel? That's that's number three. Number four is what you see, what you taste. The food that you eat, what you hear, I'm pretty sure I'm missing one. So I said feel, see, hear, mm -hmm. taste, listen to it, and feel. I think I hit all the senses. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm missing you one. Did you say see? You said see, right? See, yeah. What you look yeah. at on Instagram, what you taste in your mouth, as far as eating food with chemicals, what you listen right. to, how you feel. There's five senses. I'm missing one. I can't believe that. Touch? <laughs> no, you... Uh, smell. Right now? Thank you. What you smell? No, smell. Right. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm, you I'm gonna be like, yo, I think you got all of them. <laughs> and 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 listen to how crazy it is. You enter any building in California that has chemicals that you inhale, smell, inhale, okay, and it can cause any chances of you getting cancer. They have to put that inside the building. So I enter all my, even my apartment building. I enter it, and they're like everywhere every time you enter an elevator any type of different part of the facility it gives you a nice warning warning the chemicals in this building can cause cancer that's crazy so inhaling and you hear all these things about the marks that they leave in the sky i'm not going to get so deep into that but yes how toxic the world is you inhale that that's how right. you man manipulate how you feel in general so you got to change one of those things in your senses or all of them and your yeah. environment is the last one for me. Your environment has a lot to do with en the energy in your environment. You have to escape negative energy out of your environment. Your right. friends, if right. they're negative, you got to get away from them. Your friends on Instagram, they're negative. You got to get away from them. Yeah, it's bro. I mean, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. And uh, I think it's one of those things it's easier said than done in doing. But, you know, it's worth, it's worth the work of doing it. And, bro, like, I don't know, man. I, th there's a lot of... A lot of times, actually, like people see me and they're like, oh, you know what you're doing? Like, you got your head on your shoulders, like the path, like I'm proud of you, I'm happy for you, whatever the case may be. But then I reflect with myself and I'm like, bro, I don't like, I don't know what the fuck is what yet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I'm just doing what I'm supposed to do for right now. But in regards to like, know who, knowing who I am, knowing what I want, like, I don't know none of that shit yet. 
and it scares me. You know what I mean? Like, because like J. Cole, J. Cole has a line too, where he's like, uh, people say fake it till you make it. Me, I did the opposite. I made it, then I faked it. You know what I mean? It's like, like that. I think about that often because like, that's, that's kind of like, obviously in a much, much, much smaller scale, like, I don't want to get to that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like in, in my position right now, like with the goals that I had set for, like, say, before going to junior year college, you know what I mean? I did, I did make it. You get what I'm trying to say? But I am faking kind of like the, the feeling of, of it. You get like, I'm not really a hundred percent like, yo, you got this. You should be a hundred percent satisfied. It's not quite, you know what I mean? I don't know what it is that, you know, is like you know i don't know what it is that is making me not like making me dissatisfied and making me not 100 percent satisfied but i know there's something there you, you get what i'm trying to say like i know that yeah. there's there's an element there that i don't have and it sucks bro because i think that's what i always go back to in regards to like if i'm like if i'm feel, if, I, if i'm having a bad day and i'm feeling fucked up it goes back to like yo what's that missing piece that i just don't know what it is is it hell I, you, me, you both talked about this. Like, like I could, like, I'm, I'm a thin person. You know what I mean? Like, I, I have like a quote unquote good physique in terms of, oh, you're not overweight. You should be good. But you know, like we talked about this. I, I, I'll fuck around eating McDonald's. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, it is what it is. Like, is it health? Is it me not working out to the point where, like, am I not challenging myself enough? You get what I'm trying to say? Am I not putting myself through like enough rigor to get character out of, out, out of that? Like, I don't know exactly what it is, bro. And like, it's a long, like it's a thorough process Journey. of trying to find out. Yeah. Well, when I was in college, I was the same way. And I'll tell you exactly where you're heading. And I'm mm -hmm. just going to give you, uh, I'm just going to keep a thorough with you. And a lot of kids are heading the same, a lot of people listen to this are heading the same way. and just not aware of it, right? Yeah. Um, you have to ask yourself, what do you love in life? Mm. Okay. Yo, 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 yo. Do you even know that? Do I know what I love? No, no, no. I'm talking about like, I'm, I'm talking about like, even like in my position, I don't even know, like, what do I love? You get what I'm trying to say? Like, uh, it, it, that's a good question right there. So when you get into the point of not knowing what you love, that's where you stay and you do your homework on. Besides going on to trying to find an answer. In uh, other places, you have to focus on that right there. So when I was in Delaware State University, I'll come home, Division One football player. Yo, Nate, yo, Nate, yo, you that dude, Nate, yo, Nate. Man, yeah. I felt empty. And I ain't feel like that dude. I ain't feel like none of that. You want to know why? Yeah. Because I wasn't happy. But on paper, I was I was that dude. But in, Fucking in, in yes, my feelings, yeah, I was not happy. I hated football. But but mm. I couldn't say that to nobody because everybody thought I would be bugging. Yo, what do you mean you hate football? You on a full scholarship. What are you talking about, bro? You 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 starting. You start, you're starting tight up for right. Division One football partner. I'm like, I'm, I, I, so I never, I never spoke about it. And then going through the steps of being in college, I hated every step of it. I thought I was being played out my whole college. Why am mm. I studying African-American literature for when I did one, two, and three already? Why can't I just focus on what I'm going to do in real life? Why are you making me doing, you know, uh, calculus? Why are you, I'm not doing that. Why are you making me write 25 page papers? I'll never write a paper like that in my life. Like, what is the sense of that? Cause you want me to, cause you want authority to make me do these things. So I can, so I can, the statistics of people failing and having to go back to college is a profit for colleges. So I, when I started to make sense of this, I was talking about this earlier. When somebody does something in front of my face and yeah. I see 
that they're not, they're doing B, but they're telling me they're doing A and they want me to accept it. I'm not going to accept that. I'm not going to sit here right. and say, okay, right. cool. It's hard to, you know, it's like, hard to, yeah. right. So as I, as I, when I was in college, I was in, I was studying strength and conditioning. I was studying everything that had to do with everything else, but actually helping somebody get in shape. Right. Yeah. I was studying all the science and the blood cells and things. And that's all cool, bro. But that I, you graduate with no certification. That tells you enough right there. Yeah, so yeah. when I came home, I wasn't happy. When I hurt my back on December, I mean, in March of 2016, and I was in the hospital, I finally saw happiness waiting for me at the end of the road. And I said, oh, my God, I, I didn't want to do this. I, I hated this. I want Now I have an opportunity of making videos. And mm. we, we and I were making YouTube videos at the time. And then mm. when I got into that, I started to know what I loved. And then anytime something that I hated came up, here's how the things you hate come up that persuade you. Number one, there's promises. Number two, there's, there's uh, proof of it. And number three, and everybody it, around you thinks it's the best for you. And it's so, and I I also say financial incentive too. I think like yeah people, yeah 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 one hundred percent. So when I came out of college, I did an internship. The dude offered me the job at a price that I didn't want. I wasn't happy on how it was being run. I wasn't right. happy on how he was trying to control me. I wasn't mm. happy on none of that. But people were telling me to stick it out because it was getting I was getting I was going to get paid for the first time in my life. And mm. I said no. That's I'd not rather what it's be about. homeless. Yeah. I'd rather be homeless and happy than be rich and unhappy. Okay. Right. So when you're trying to figure out what's right and what's wrong, uh, you're having a disconnect between the heart and the mind. The mind is telling you, Muhammad, this is safe. Muhammad, this is what you're supposed to do. Muhammad, your mom, your dad wants you to do this. Muhammad, your brothers want you to do this. Muhammad, you should do this because it's right because of this. And then your heart's like, yo, Muhammad, yo, I hate this shit. Let's bounce. Let's right. go over here, Muhammad. Muhammad, go for it. Take this risk, Muhammad. And you're like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. And you have a competition between what you feel and what you think. You know what I think, too? Thinking is dangerous because you... What's up? I was going to say, I think people people are in that moment and that's an internal conflict. And I think what uh, what people tend to do, at least least what I see like with my peers, that they seek somebody else to appease that. You know what I mean? They're like, yo, I'm not happy because of I don't have somebody. You get what I'm trying to say? And like in, in actuality, and that just compounds the problems. You get what I'm trying to say? Like that, that just because you, you have this cool person that either is down chill, like woman, or like if you, like this down chill man, whatever the case may be, like you have that, but then you have to kind of reconcile with yourself. Like, yo, you still got these internal problems that you're dealing with. You're, you're still unhappy with your profession. You're still unhappy with like your hobbies, with how you like go take on life. Like, I think, and I think again, that's just a slippery, slippery slope, man. Very slippery, and I got caught in it that time, and then I got caught in it last, right before the pandemic. I was at the gym, mm. and I was not happy, and mm. that's what made me uh, take the risk of starting my business, DreamFitLLC.com, and right. DreamFit alone. That's what made me uh, take the risk on starting a podcast out of nowhere. That's why I spent so much time recording videos and. Right. trying my best to motivate the world and believe in myself to do things on my own because I was at a gym that I greatly appreciate. I greatly love my experience there. I'm not saying, mm-hmm. hold on, let me just take these headphones out really quick. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I was at a gym where 
you know, I greatly appreciate everything and everybody, man, but it was, it was time for me to move on. It was, right. and that's, and that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly yeah, man. fine, man. It was so weird because it came at a time where everything was like going so well. And yeah. like, I had so many clients, I had, uh, you know, a, a beautiful puppy, a new yeah. car, a nice little apartment, I had money in the bank. Uh, you know, I was getting interviewed. I was actually to speak at local schools and everything was going really well. And then, bro, I felt empty. I had no motivation to get up in the morning. I had, and I was, and I went through a depression and I told Rhea, I was like, I don't know what's going on right now. I was so concerned that I was going to like, can you hear me now? Yeah, 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 you said you were I was so concerned that I was going to go see a therapist. I was going to go see a therapist. That's mm-hmm. how concerned I was. So there was days when you came up to see me that I say 85% of the time during that time, I was I was a depressed kid. I was depressed because That's I was crazy. That's yeah, crazy. I was, but that I still had that mindset of staying positive at the same time. But I was yeah. so depressed when you came up. Sometimes you saw how much time I made with you, you for you because- it was something that I saw myself doing rather than, you know, waking up at four in the morning. And I'm, I look, I love my clients, but I, I was ready yeah. to have dream fit. Like when someone pays for a package, it goes to dream fit bank account. It doesn't go to the gym. And then I split 50%. I didn't see the need of split yeah. no more with somebody that was never in the gym. He lived in Texas. So I saw myself, I saw that my work was done and it was time for me to go on a new challenge. And I turned it down. It was right. called action. I turned it down the first time. And mm. uh, uh, Re came out here to LA and I came out here to help her move. And when I got here, I couldn't imagine myself going back. I was like, and mm. I was sad here because I had to go back. And I couldn't, and, I, and if I wasn't working, I was, I was not making any money. So I felt like a slave. Mm. So... As soon as I went back over there, I, I couldn't spend the time with Reed. Being here, I couldn't experience that because I didn't want to lose my job. Now, Reed, right. no, quit your job. We good. Like, come. But my mind wasn't allowing me. My heart was like, yes. Yeah, yeah, my yeah, mind yeah. was like, if I leave the gym, the chances of the gym not surviving was going to be very high at the time. Mm. It was a huge shock to the gym. I, I, I had most of the clients. I did some things that you know were very important to the gym. And if I would have left... I felt like not only would the trainers be out of a job and the owner lose a business, but the clients that had somewhere to go won't have anywhere to go. And right. I, it was, that's all here. That's all here. I did all that here. And it was true. It was all you here. Prioritize yourself at times. You know what I mean? Even, even like, even if that means other people have to deal with the, uh, the, the fucked up part of it, you have to prioritize yourself. And I think that's something that we get with time. And that, like, as you're saying right now that we understand as we go forward, Yo, that's exactly right, bro. And and what I did is, again, um, you know, I was at the gym and I was just, you know, and then the, the coronavirus hit my neighborhood. Yeah. And it was like, it was like life was telling me like, yo, I tried to tell you the first time. Now you got to jump. Get out. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And when I came here, I was lost. I went through that whole wave like I spoke about in the beginning of the podcast. And then out of nowhere, I say around May. I said, what, what did I do to my, my subconscious mind, my habits? I did something mm. that I caused all this uh, sadness in my life. 
Right. And I start to reprogram myself. Walk, I make myself walk an hour or two a day, listen an hour of a podcast, an hour of an ebook, I mean of an audiobook on audible.com. Mm. I I read five books since May. I went through five books and for the most part I replay each chapter to make sure that um you know that I, I really download in my mind what I learned. Yeah. Exactly. And then um and I went through that, bro. Now I wake up. I can come in this office and work all day without no sadness and nothing because I love yeah, what I do. Yeah. Like right now, I'm working. This is work for me right now. This is work for me. Yeah, it's work. Yeah, you know the, the, these podcasts, my videos, everything will have it's it's it would be a residual for me in the next five years. So I'll mm. get I'll get this will be, uh, uh, I you know with ads on it. It, it. it starts. I put my own ads on here, and then I put my and then the ads that get played or people pay you. For the ads on the page before they press play, um, yeah. five years from now, I'll make that in my sleep. But this is work. I'm putting it work in. I'm putting work to give the yeah. universe as yeah. much information, motivation as I can. I can get if I get one client out of this in the next five years, it was a good investment. You know, exactly, so, yeah. or if I help one person out of this podcast today, it was a good investment. But exactly. hold on one second. Yeah, man. But other than that, man, I had you. I had you in here for a long time. I don't want to. I don't want, I, and before the podcast started, I said, is everything good? Because um, I don't want nobody walk in a room, you know, crazy things in life happen. Someone can walk in a room holding a rabbit. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yes, like, bro, it's, it's insane because um, I, I do lots of video meetings, bro, and I'm not going to lie, I'm exhausted of them uh, because of, like, what you said, just, like, the craziest shit happens, bro. I was in a meeting with, like, one of my mentors, and, like, her son just pulled up like, yo, what are we eating today? <laughs> she was like, yo, what's going on? You know what I mean? It's just so many different things going on. And like, it's like, you have to really, it, it, I think that's a beauty of it. Like we're, we're in each other's spaces. You know what I mean? That means we're making the time for each other. And like, you know, it's, there's a, like, it's either one or two things. One, we could look at it as an excuse to not talk to each other. Like, Hey, yo, we're going to go with pandemic, whatever the case may be. Or two, like we could put in the effort uh, to do that. And that's why I said, I'm very appreciative of these talks, bro. And even like the offline talks too, man. Very appreciative of those as well, man. Of course, man. Of course. I, I'll say this one thing um, from someone who's been on a journey and I was 20 years old before. I think you're doing mm -hmm. an amazing job. And life is I magical. You, man. Keep that in mind. Life is magical and it's meant to be questioned and it's meant to be challenged and it's meant mm -hmm. to have problems and failures. So you can see if it's magical. Um, life will always right. throw you. Consciousness is noticing the opposition. Consciousness right. is noticing the opposition. So I'm only conscious right. of hot water because I know what cold water feels like. Exactly. I'm conscious yeah. of love because I know what hate feels like and vice versa. So right. you're right. going to be conscious of what makes you happy because you know what didn't make you happy. You're not going to have, you're not supposed to have the answers right now because sometimes we can jump the gun and try to predict the next seven moves where yeah. you probably have to drive an Uber for a month and then find out you meet the dude that wants to hire you for his new banking system or anything that he really, you know, that you really aspire to be. And you say, oh, mm -hmm. now you see how everything makes sense at the end of the day. Yeah. So when I'm out yeah. here, I forgot that I wrote in my journal three years ago that I want to be a guy who trains actors to have problems and they can come to me and not be exposed and get real help. I always right. said that. I want to be the guy they come to. I want to be the guy that before celebrities get blown up and destroyed on the internet and kill themselves 
any right. any any type of celebrity. I want to be the guy that come they come to and I can help them with that, you know. Right. And guess what? Fifty percent of my business is actors. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And actors. Yeah, are I, God's plan, HBO. bro. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You so put in the work. You, you put in the work, and you get rewarded. Mm-hmm. That's it. yeah. So with you not knowing all the answers right now. Man, I and when I was in June, when I was in college, I was very unhappy. Like I spoke to you about, everything on paper seemed right, but my heart wasn't with it. Mm. And then when I found out what my heart enjoyed and agreed with, I started to take action to make sure I protect that. And that's right. for everybody that's listening. You're gonna go through that, and you're gonna need to know what it's like to not be happy and what makes you happy. And it's never too okay. late. We're we're on Earth to experience Earth. We're in Earth. We're learning. We're learning souls. We leave here with mm. the experience that we had. We don't leave here with the car. We don't leave here with your iPhone, with your Instagram. None of that goes with you. You leave right. here with the experience and you leave on earth what you left on earth. Did right. you leave positivity or did you leave negative comments everywhere? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you, uh, you do believe in this, but I know it car- It carries on. It carries on. And like, no doubt about it. The life after this, yeah. yeah. I, I have, uh, since a kid, I had creepy ideas about life not creepy but deep wisdom about life yeah and at a young age i i in my imagination i uh, i had a i had a greeting on myself that i've been here before yeah. like i come across things and i i play things smart like i've been here before i live life like mm-hmm. it's my second chance you ever get in a car accident and people will be like oh my god if i had one chance i would have just stopped early or whatever listen i drive walk talk eat sleep like it's my second chance mm. everything so if I lose an arm tomorrow, I'll be sad, but I know I did everything I had to do with that arm for 27 years. Uh, <laughs> powerful. Yeah, bro. Yeah, you know bro. What I'm saying? So we got to look at it. Yeah, man. Hey, but man. We'll let them, we'll let, I'll let you go, my brother. Um, it was good Listen, talking to you. Um, appreciate these conversations, bro. I really do appreciate these conversations. It really bring, it brings me back down to, like I said, home base and just like having a clear eye view and things, man. I'm definitely going to, uh, you know, just get on the phone call with you, just talk to you regularly because I remember I told you that when I used to pull up to Westchester, like I just enjoy having these conversations because I don't get them too often, man. Yeah, man. And uh, you're very welcome, man. You're, you're very welcome. I, I enjoy it just as much as you do because yes, um, you just finding any type of appreciation out of it tells me that I'm doing something. I'm, mm-hmm. going, I'm on the right road mm-hmm. myself because I don't have all the answers myself. But I Absolutely. have faith that I do. And that's what you have. You ha- faith is believing in something without seeing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, sir vibration is vibration everything that we spoke about earlier that said that it's invisible that runs this world you can't believe it if you don't have faith and then mm-hmm. you want science because you need to justify then you take the magic out of the world when you need all the yeah. answers yeah. it's like yeah. playing grand the photo with all the cheat codes or playing the video game yeah. with all the cheat codes it's not the same it's not rewarding it's not rewarding yep not rewarding yep. bye my brother uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go get some things done for the rest of the day i hope you have an awesome day. Keep up the good work. Stay on the right track. We'll get back on the podcast. Um, you know, we'll get back on the podcast. And hopefully I'll get you on with some podcasts where yes, if I have another Zoom one, I get you on there with me to interview some people and have conversations, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Re- and I'm going to be in contact with you, like I said. Yeah, man. All Peace. Awesome. All right, Nate. What's up, guys? I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Do you want to lose fat, build muscle, and be in the healthiest shape you've ever been in your life? The amazing thing and the speed at what my new program, Finally Lean, works. 
it is rather remarkable that you can drop a lot of fat within one month or less. If you want to lose fat, build muscle, and be in the healthiest you've ever been in your life, this might be the most important message you'll hear all year. Here's why. I have just released a confidential program called Finally Lean. Here's a taste what you'll discover in this amazing program. The seven steps to accomplishing fat loss. How to keep and maintain your fat loss. The top secret to building muscle. The complete step-by-step -step to foods for your body type. And the number one biggest mistake that 95% of people make when starting a diet. That's just a small sample of what you'll get when you take advantage of this program. By now, you're probably wondering, how much does this program cost? A program like Finding the Lean can cost up to $497 or more, and none of them can hold a candle to this program. But I have a big savings for you. I'm selling this program right now for $197, and it's well worth it, but you won't pay that. When you make the decision to get this program, You'll get it for the price at $97. You're saving over $100 on this program that costs $197. You get over 35 videos with step-by-step -step on how to not only lose the fat forever, but to make sure you have your nutrition in place to clear up your skin, any digestive issues, mental fogginess, anything in that nature of getting healthy. Remember, it's all about becoming the best version of yourself. Best thing of it all, is if you do not feel satisfied with this program and you thought it was BS, you get 30 days to receive your money back. Yes, you heard me, 30 days you can receive your money back. But here's the good news. I sold over 100 of these programs within the first month and nobody asks for money back. You wanna know why? Because it has everything they needed and everybody followed the steps and got the results. You could be next. So go to learn.dreamfitllc.com to access your program. Let's get back into the podcast.